This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, it's Matt from the Discussion 5. That's right, your favorite host. I'm just kidding. Um, here to tell you about uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. You want to find the Hockey Podcast Network at the Hockey Podcast Network. That is every team, everywhere. That's right. Hockey Podcast Network is bringing you podcasts from every NHL team. And some bonuses. You can find Terry Ryan's podcast, Tales with TR. He is the former Montreal Canadiens first-round draft pick. As well as Ice Analytics Podcast, which comes to you every Friday. The Hockey Podcast Network continues to grow. You should grow with it. The Hockey Podcast Network. That's thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. At HockeyPodNet on Twitter. And of course, every team, everywhere. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 52 of the Discussion 5. We are the Brothers of Discussion here to talk to you Detroit Red Wings Hockey. Here at the Discussion 5 we used to talk about the five most pressing matters for the Detroit Red Wings. Not anymore and only comedy of Monday mornings. Where do I go from here? That was that was an improv, changing everything that we usually talk about kind of thing. Oh, whoops, doodle. Uh, <laughs> recording on the wrong microphone for my solo track. So, it looks like we're just going to go with Zoom today. Uh, Matt doesn't feel like going back right now. All right, coming to you every Monday. Uh, I am uh, at ClinkMet. You can find my brother at Michael underscore Clink. Both of those are our Twitter handles. You can find the whole show at BOD Hockey. Uh, we're also the Brothers of Discussion. We've got WrestleMania coming up next weekend. Ton to talk about, so find us at BOD Podcast, Brothers of Discussion.com, BOD Podcast.com. And uh, we are also the Brothers of Discussion on Facebook. And you can find a joint Instagram account with both uh, Red Wings and pro wrestling memes uh, at Brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And uh, we, we are proud to present uh, this Red Wings show. Thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere, as you heard at the top of the show with their little ad spot. Uh, they're bringing you shows like Tales with TR uh, and the Ice Analytics Podcast every Friday. So go on over to the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com and, and check it out. Um, Mike, how, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Still... Still no sports, but I, I like to feel that there's enough content in the world that we're okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, we definitely have some time to catch up on other things, uh, like reading. 
Kidding. Uh, I mean, we get to catch up on, you know, movies, TV shows. I've been watching a lot of Tiger King on Netflix. My God. Uh, I, I, I've, what's going on with Oklahoma and Florida? My God. Uh, just, I don't know if, have you gotten into it yet, man? It's, it's seven episodes of what it's like to be a, uh, uh, private zoo owner, uh, cub breeder, uh, and potential murderer. Have you, have you started getting into this show yet, man? Uh, my wife and I, we got through like, uh, the first three quarters of an episode and, uh, I don't it's just it's kind of got that same feel like we're sitting there all going like oh I, I, I care about these animals I want to see the best for them and then we're sitting there munching popcorn while they're all just being overfed or underfed and tortured and whatnot <laughs> it's just that's it's, that's it's, I, a fa- so, it's a fascinating watch watching them eat uh expired Walmart meat uh by you know the truckload well, that's I think a, it, that sounds like a spoiler to me, but I, I didn't know how far into that first episode you were. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I think it, this show came out at a good time because I think it would have been hard to pay attention to sports with this. Uh, oh, my God. So I can't ruin it for you, Matt. Uh, there's, there's so many things coming for this guy. You're, you're not going to believe it. And I, I think <laughs> it's. I don't think that any scriptwriter, and you know, we're a we're a show that our 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 we we moonlight as a pro wrestling podcast, Matt, and we talk about the you know the creative and the writers. I don't think anyone could have came up with this guy's life story. I I think when you get into the end of this first episode, into two, three, four, it's just inconceivable that this inconceivable. <laughs> it's just unbelievable that all these things happened and that not only did they happen, they're documented on camera, on film, because this guy wanted to have his own reality TV show. So it's like this weird gift that we get to see a glimpse inside this entity's head. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's so much coming for you, man. I I can't wait. Uh, But I don't know if in this episode, man, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, what about uh, Warzone? We got into uh, Call of Duty Warzone now that there's there's no that's sports. That's how bad things have gotten. Yeah, yeah. We've, been getting, we've been getting pawned like noobs by little eight-year-olds playing Call of Duty. <laughs> Mike, I haven't played a Call of Duty game. Um, it's probably been a decade. Wow. I, yeah, like I, I, I just, I am not good at them, but this is where I'm finally like, all right, I can get on board with this. I, I, <laughs> get well, I, kind of, I kind of feel like some Call of Duties, I find my niche, you know, like I'll be that guy who kind of cowers right near a spawn point and hides behind a box and I'll have a shotgun. So as long as I hit them once, they're probably dead. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of my niche when you play Call of Duty. But this new one is a lot like Fortnite where you just parachute into this massive map. The map is shrinking every few minutes. It is um, nothing like Fortnite. I played that garbage once, and I never played it again. Oh, oh really? my god! I'm Did saying it's like, like Fortnite? Fortnite based off the one time I played it, and then I stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like this like Fortnite. I don't, it just it felt like it wasn't for me. Like just playing it for like a minute, and I I, I am the you know I'm I'm in my advanced age now. I I'm not the. Uh, I think it was pretty popular for like the 
14 to, to maybe a generation or two behind us yeah right like i don't even think that generation's been named yet that's how <laughs> far behind uh they are from us um us the the millennials but um yeah i i don't know this one just feels more i don't want to say it feels more realistic because what do we do we jump in helicopters and fly in circles and crash into each other <laughs> <laughs> so we're not necessarily more mature it's just there's something about it that makes it feel more my style than uh maybe it's just because i could actually get a kill and the one time i played fortnite i think i came in 150th so that that might not have helped anyway well it's like you know we're trying to fill that void that's that sports used to do and at night you know i just turn on my hulu live i'm still paying for for i, I don't know what reason uh yeah. <laughs> and instead we're turning to video games we're turning to movies uh you know, I think that some of the some of the sports have been doing a pretty good job of, um, you know, like showcasing classic games and stuff like that. Um, if you go to NHL.com, Matt, if you haven't seen this, ooh, Ryan Getzlaff is building a chicken coop. You don't want to miss that ten minute video. <laughs> um, I don't know. Have you have you had a chance to kind of take a look at some classic games or anything like that? I've only been doing classic spots. Like, I mean, if it pops up in my social media, I, I feel like I've scrolled past now, like the same stories, but over, you know, we, we've, we've gone through now over the quarantine, um, some pretty big Red Wings moments, including some fights with the avalanche. So then you, you go back yeah. and watch that stuff. So that, that's pretty fun. Um, but I, I actually haven't, I haven't watched an entire game yet of, of anything classic, no, even I though, I have it at my disposal. I have, I told you, I have the NHL network pass thing on, online, and I, I, I still haven't gone. But I mean, there's, there's so much to watch. Like, I, I feel like you that know, was the plan all along for Netflix. Was just like, well, why would you ever turn it off? There's so much new garbage that we're we're pushing out. You can't, <laughs> like, you're not, you're not gonna go. I, and that's not even really my strategy because I, I've been watching Seinfeld. <laughs> for the last month <laughs> but but still i i, I just yeah the one there's... thing i have done hockey wise is just for that inevitable moment when the red wings draft fourth i have been trying to watch highlight videos of not lafreniere uh for this year's draft to try and try and feel a little bit better for that inevitability yeah um i mean you know you those highlight videos are pretty strong for like the stutzels you know the byfields you know uh I know you had. I think you had your heart set on Lucas Raymond. Um, so I, I've been, I've been trying case. to watch those highlights, but they're they're nothing compared to Lafreniere. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's the funny thing. Like what we were going over Ted Colfin's thing. Uh, I, I I don't know if that's how Ted likes his last name said, but um, he he came out with his list. Uh, I think the only thing that I wanted to tease him about was that his list looks exactly the same as what everybody had before the season started. And there's been no progression. There's been no analysis based on what's going on. And, he, and he's only got like two sentence snippets. It's just like, this guy exists. He's fast, uh, sometimes slow, and uh, he's got a good shot, but sometimes he doesn't shoot. And then, then he moves on to the next guy. Everybody under six foot, it opens with lack of size, but... <laughs> Plays big. <laughs> Plays big. Oh... We should write these without having seen any of the highlights. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a Key and Peele skit, I feel like. <laughs> well, Mike, there, 
there's a bunch of teams that probably agree that Lafreniere is number one, and that's where our first point of the show comes in. I wish we did that, like when we did our discussion point one. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, a team who remains to be uh, unnamed proposed a tournament for the number one pick for the NHL draft. So, Mike, you're you're almost getting your wish that you brought up uh, two episodes ago, where you wanted the Red Wings to go up against uh, a bunch of Seattleites, uh, oh, the best God, that they can please. put together <laughs> to, to win the first pick. Even though that would be Seattle I keep getting in at Bedman with my idea, but <laughs> so I'm gonna so first. First, I'm going to add the uh, GM of the Bruins, and he'll be like, oh, yeah, I like that idea a lot. You know, because let's, let's, see, let's see you earn it, Red Wings. You know, you can't just <laughs> fold the tent, get that number one pick. You got to play right. for it. <laughs> I, I just my, – my thing about this was so fu- – because it um, – I was listening to someone else analyze this, and they brought up the point of could you imagine, like, NHL players – having to play in this tournament for their team. Like I'm going to play my, I'm going to block a shot so that they can draft Lafreniere so I can get cut. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think about guys with expiring contracts, uh, especially with the teams like the Red Wings, like we're definitely not going to win that tournament. And it's so anti like uh, build up the rest of the league. Like, could you imagine if they actually did this in every sport? Like, the worst team had to win a tournament wow. to get the first pick. They would suck forever. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Because not only would the best teams already have the best players, they'd have all the best players under affordable contracts. <laughs> <laughs> it It's so, like, it's mind-boggling, like, how an NHL team was like, no, this is... This is the way to go. And I, I, I'm assuming that they were proposing this as, like, maybe a four-team tournament and they are grabbing the bottom four. Yeah. But it's still – it's insane that an NHL player would actually – like, would this be competitive hockey is what – like, isn't that the, the main question, right? Like, are we going to see all-star game hockey where nobody checks, nobody blocks a shot, or are we going to see – <laughs> These guys like, oh, I, I want to play with Lafreniere next year. Well, the, I mean, he'd be on the first line, so then you're moving to, huh? No, no, no. He's third line. It's He's a rookie. There's no way. Like, there, there's so many variables into this. I, I don't know what the worst variable is, but I think the lack of competitive hockey, <laughs> like, can you even market it? Can you put that on TV? Like, we're not even saying it's an all-star game. You're saying you're going to watch – the four worst teams in the NHL. <laughs> and they're not going to try. Go. Wow. I, I, know. I know. It's, it's, it's jaw-dropping. So I thought, Mike, we should say um, – oh, whoops, I mixed up our <laughs> – I mixed up the order here. What other tournaments uh, do you think could happen in the NHL and other sports? Because this is so – Maybe I'm just thinking it's so ridiculous because I don't want to lose my 18.5% chance at the first pick. But uh, I, I thought it would be funny if they did other tournaments just to kind of get the ball rolling on the season. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, you see in the NCAA, they, they start the season with a tournament. And does it really mean anything? No, but you get a cute little glass trophy and then 
you know, there's t-shirts that are made. So yeah. kids on campus are excited. But I, I thought let's, you know, let's, let's put a, let's make it like a ladder match. Let's put a briefcase, somebody, something, some kind of contract in that briefcase. So first one here, Mike, winner gets to pick their schedule. So here's, here's the benefit, right? If you're the Boston Bru- no, 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 let's do this. If you're the, let's say the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, you get to pick your schedule so that you can, you can iron everything, everything out, face the teams that you've had the best record against, and finally not be on the cusp of missing the playoffs, even though you have one of the most robust <laughs> forward lines uh, in, in, uh, in NHL history, uh, you know, we could make the argument for. Um, I, I kind of think this works. I think this is something that at least the players would get a little excited for, right? Like you get to pick your schedule. Maybe the players get to pick a couple games. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll pick like, you know, a bunch of games against the Florida Panthers so they can hang out down in Florida for like a whole week. You know, like there's, there's a lot of opportunity here. No games in Canada, you know, uh, after November, you just, you play down south and just keep mixing things up with LA and Arizona. Why not? I, I, I kind of, uh, I think another opportunity here for the, you know, maybe for the bottom of the league, you know, to really showcase uh, how ridiculous these teams are built, uh, how poorly constructed they are. I think maybe the bottom, you know, four teams when they have this tournament, uh, one caveat we could add is that they have to play, like we're going to turn back the clock to the 70s. Right. And it's, uh, and I don't mean like less, less protection, you know, less, you know, uh, armor and, uh, equipment. What I mean is, we're going to play on a roller rink. So if you stink, you got to put on <laughs> roller skates and you got to play play for your draft picks, Matt. We're going to have disco lights. We're going to have a small audience. Um, you're going to be basically in a hardwood bingo hall, and you got to play <laughs> for your draft picks with one of those pucks with the little orange balls on the bottom that goes scooting across the fire with it. <laughs> Um, I think that'd be a like very that. humbling experience. So I think the the fourth and fifth place like worst teams would really be jockeying to not have to be in this embarrassing orange ball puck tournament. Now, does this happen? Uh, does the tournament just start mid season? Like you've we've determined who the worst four are, and now you you don't get to play normal hockey games anymore. I think it's a winner like uh, a, a must win elimination tournament. One, two, three, four. Uh, we do it at the end. of <laughs> the turn we do it at the end of the season you don't just get these draft odds it's garbage uh, so I, I think that would really make the end of the season a little more interesting to see who you know doesn't play in uh this embarrassing tournament of riches uh and um i think it also kind of feeds into like my my seattleites kind of kind of coming in too because they could also you know play it like in between periods or something and you got to try and stop them um and they get to play oh yeah i got another one you ready sure all right so in addition to my seattle tournament where they get to play for the first pick um they can also enter the tournament but your team has to play on roller skates and they get to play in sneakers hmm yeah so yeah those kids always cheated when we were playing in the street because it wasn't fair you got to skate like us so now they get to, you know, kick the pucks with their shoes. They get to wear cool, like, light-up shoes, maybe. Um, <laughs> and that's just an extra edge for the Seattle citizens against the professional hockey team. The Seattle citizens. <laughs> I like that as a team name. <laughs> um, 
So my now another one I liked, I kind of just thought of because it reminded me of like in middle school when you did the the pretest and then you didn't have to worry about the rest of the testing. Uh, from, <laughs> I, I couldn't remember if it was for the whole year or if it was just for that section of like you didn't have to do the homework if you passed the pretest. But yeah. um, what was that? Oh, I disagreed. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the pretest tournament is right at the start of the season. Uh, we hold a tournament, and whoever wins this gets ushered right into the Stanley Cup final. Like they'll they'll be an entire regular season, they'll be another playoffs, but then at the end, right before you know you you've gone through this, you've won your conference final. Now you're you're facing off against a team <laughs> who won their conference final. But then after that, it's like a, a, a you know a, what's what's the uh, Enter the Dragon? You know you've got to go up the next. <laughs> You've got to go up the next uh, rung or the next uh, floor and face the final, the final champion, the guy who who won the pretest or uh, the team who won the pretest, and then, then you could become Stanley Cup champion. But think about how brutal! Like you get a whole season off. Think about how brutal that tournament would be. That would be the most competitive hockey we've ever watched. You get a whole season off. You get to spend all that time with your family, and then you get to go into the Stanley Cup Finals fresh as a a bunny coming out of a little ball of cotton. I saw I saw a little little baby bunny that was uh, being born uh, last night on social media, and he jumped out of like this. Him and his whole family of baby bunnies. They jumped out of like a ball of cotton. I thought Aww, it was so cute. That's so sweet. I didn't know if that's like bunny nests or if I just didn't know what I was looking at or. <laughs> maybe it was just a bunny jumping through a ball of cotton. But anyway, it looked like a little family of baby bunnies were coming out of like they. They're born out of balls of cotton, I think, is what my brain understood. Ew, that anyway. means that, that we're born out of balls of flesh. So, it's <laughs> pretty gross. Uh, but we had another, uh, another tournament here. You get to skip the All-Star break. Uh, we call like, it the Dylan Larkin Invitational. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like the you idea that... As you, you play as hard as you can to not be an All-Star game. Right. Like, I, I like that idea that you're playing an extra week of hockey to not be in the All-Star game. I will do any, 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 and everything it takes to not be in this tournament. <laughs> Play two weeks of hockey to skip one night. Yes, give me that. <laughs> uh, the final one I just thought would be would be fun is uh, we we cut into uh, the New York Rangers revenue stream and. Uh, it's just not fair that they get to play in New York because they have such a shitball team, but they still make the most money in the NHL. Like more than Canadian teams just blows my mind. Uh, so we cut we cut into their revenue stream, and then uh, some other team that wins this tournament is going to get is going to get that money. I think yeah, you know, we, the Rangers. We call that, I think we affectionately call it the New York slice of pizza pie because <laughs> you get the big New York slice of revenue on that one. Now, Mike. I know you were. I know you were grinding towards a point, but I didn't want to lose that stupid joke that was in my head. No, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you made it. Because uh, when you talk about slicing and cutting, uh, one of the things that comes to mind, Mike, is when you're trying to get all pretty for your lady. Oh, here and we you go. Start slicing and cutting your nuts. Uh, huh? Not a good thing. No. Mike, today's episode is sponsored by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Offering precision engineering engineered tools for your family jewels. Mike, I'm talking about cutting those nuts in the safest way, the cleanest way possible with Manscaped. And if you don't believe that I have 
this trimmer for my nuts. Mike, I don't know if you can hear that. I've got this thing running that, right is now. That an, is that an electric toothbrush? Yep, that's my... <laughs> That's my electric toothbrush I'm using. No, this is the Lawnmower 3.0, Mike. Actually, now that I think about it, I turn this on right next to my microphone. I'm probably spraying little tiny hairs and my nut juice all over the uh, wow. laptop here. Yeah, it's pretty gross. All right. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's, it's clean. We've got the tools. Everything's nice and clean here. But, Mike, I, I just I, I couldn't be more um, floored as my hairs were this morning, by <laughs> what a great product this is. This isn't, I open up the box, Mike, for my, my, my lawnmower 3.0. I don't just have that. I have my ball deodorant and my ball toner. And toner? Yeah. This, wow. this is going to help refresh everything that's going on down there. It's, gonna, it's actually going to perk you up a little bit. Um, but uh, it, was, it was my wife whose eyes went, wide when i said ball deodorant um but oh i thought you were gonna say when she saw how trim your balls were <laughs> but this like this this is the nicest cut i think i've ever had and i don't know if you know about or i mean you should be but when you when you cut down there like the the next couple of days is just awful i haven't gone down for a scratch once like this this wow. truly is this really is the we best experience it. I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> cutting, cutting my balls, nice and smooth. I, I, I love it, and, and I just I can't say enough how great this this box was. Uh, just getting the lawnmower 3.0, but everything that that you can get from Manscaped to make sure that the entire experience is uh, is as soft and and uh, bouncy as possible. But uh, I might say if you. You know, you should be trimming them once in a while. The only reason I don't is because of that the scratching, because it's it's just unbearable, and you're you're it's it's such an urge, it's such a, a an impulse that you can't control. You'll just be vigorously <laughs> grinding your fingernails into your crotch while you're out in public because it is that bad. <laughs> so this well, is my, a real yeah. game changer. It, it's you're not worried about that anymore because Manscaped has redesigned this electric trimmer. That's what the Lawnmower 3.0 is. It's uh, something that they spent 18 months perfecting, the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released. It is, again, this Lawnmower 3.0. It's the third generation because they keep trying to make it better for your nuts. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, Mike, I mean pre-me-um. Battery's gonna last you up to 90 minutes, so you can you can really take your time. You can make get the candles ready, get, <laughs> get the tub ready. You're, you're gonna take your time with this thing. And, and it's got like it's got a pretty nifty little LED light. Because we're going down below, right? Sun don't shine for a reason. So you're gonna need a little extra light to make sure you're not missing anything. And make sure you're not cutting too close. So <laughs> uh, they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor. With quiet stroke technology, I think we're all familiar with how important quietly stroking is. Mike, this is the quiet stroke that's going to help make sure that everybody in the household's happy. Let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. The rapid charging dock so you can shake awesome. your... <laughs> there we go. There it is. 
<laughs> if you're listening to me speak right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. So what are you going to do? You're going to go to manscaped.com. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code THPN, of course, in reference to the Hockey Podcast Network. Use code THPN and get 20% off and free shipping your lawnmower 3.0. Mike, your balls, well, thank you. 20% off, free shipping. Use the code THPN at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use that code THPN. Get the lawnmower 3.0. Your balls are going to thank you. Mike, my balls right now are absolutely loving me. And uh, they're so happy because we're... (laughs) I got to say, I love that it has a USB uh, port so you can charge it. So you can literally have like a contemporary version of Mr. Bean getting ready for work because you could be charging it in your car while you're driving and then be scaping. Uh, you know, on the way to the office. Not so much now because we're working from home. But when things go back to normal, you know, feel free to, you know, nope. as long as you're not in Michigan. You know, we got a lot of potholes. I would probably, I, that would probably not do it in Michigan. But yeah. The one thing I would recommend to Manscaped, um, so we are, we are outside of the ad copy now, everybody. It's official. Uh, they gave me one of those little plugs that you get, like, with your iPhone. So you can plug yeah. your iPhone into the wall with the USB. I would I would have liked some branding on here. I think that's important, like uh, for for your plug, at least. <laughs> uh, I guess obviously you'll have the uh, your your ball hair trimmer sitting out, but you know don't you want the ladies to know that you're taking care of everything down there? So if you've got your plug in the wall and and your trimmer's put away, um, I wanted to say manscape so my ladies know I'm taking care of everything. Um, I shouldn't say my ladies because I've only got one, but um, yeah, if you're out there and you're listening, there's, there's chances are. <laughs> And, you know, today's podcast listeners, I think a vast majority of them aren't married. I'm I'm just making this up off the top of my head. So, uh, anyway, (laughs) Mike, uh, ESPN is playing movies now. They got nothing else. That's right. (laughs) And they've got got the the right company behind them supporting them uh, because Disney's come out with a lot of sports movies. Uh, Some not so great. But some, like, I mean, we have entire, uh, like, what do I want to say? Hotel lobbies dedicated to these sports movies. If you go to uh, any of the value resorts, of course, uh, the value, the resorts I'm most familiar with at Disney World. And I'm talking about, like, the Mighty Ducks. Have, they, they own the sports and the movie lobbies. Uh, and it's just, that's how, that's how important those films have been to Disney and, uh, and of course, the park goers, because they, they've got to stare at all the Mighty Ducks murals all over the place. But anyway, Mike, let, let's talk favorite sports movie, right? I, I just, there's so little to talk about Red Wings-wise, so we've got to have some fun here. I've, e- I've even been thinking, maybe we should do like a whole bracket tournament here and really drill this thing down. Um, I, I just went ahead and made a quick list. Um, I'll, I'll start with my, um, I guess... I don't know. How do I want to count this down? Do I want to go like five, four, three, two, one, or do, do we just roll these off? But um, I'll start because I, I I made my list, and then this was an afterthought. So I'm saying it couldn't have been my number one, or else I would have thought of it instantly. So at the bottom of my list, uh, it's a tie: is the Mighty Ducks and D two uh, Mighty Ducks two. I, I just I I was the perfect age when those came out, so. 
let's take those right off the board. Uh, but those, I, I gotta say, yeah, like for a kids movie, it it was it was pretty quotable. Um, and I feel like somebody who loves hockey, you know, helped put that movie together. Um, I just I just wanted to throw this out there because I, I it made me laugh rereading some of the stuff. Um, yeah. When the kids find out they're going to be uh, sponsored by Ducksworth, so they're going to be the Ducks. And obviously they're kids and they want to be something cool. They don't want to be Ducks. And the coach, you know, Gordon Bombay, arguably one of the greatest coaches in hockey history, uh, the way he's <laughs> able to turn around these haphazard kids. You know, we wouldn't mind him in, in Detroit. But anyway. Uh, he's trying to explain the name of the team. He's like, I didn't have a choice for being sponsored. And, you know, Les, the, uh, the, the wisecracker on the team, you know, he's like, by who? Donald and Daisy? And he's like, hey, you don't want to be Ducks? You'd rather be District 5, some stupid number? And then, you know, they're like, better than some stupid animal. And he's like, I'll have you know, Peter, that the duck is one of the most noble, agile, and intelligent creatures in the animal kingdom. And the Connie's, but they're whippy. And the guy goes, they don't even have teeth. And Gordon Bombay drops a bomb because he goes, neither do hockey players. Boom! <laughs> uh, Tyler Bertuzzi's giggling so hard at that right now. <laughs> Detroit's very own hockey face. That's right. All right. So th- this is where everything starts. Uh, I started to realize that I, I think I really like baseball sports movies. Uh, well, they really make a lot of good sports baseball. Yeah, they do. The League of Their Own is one of my favorite movies, even outside of baseball. Yeah, I, I mean it's uh, it was number two on my list. Now I'm I, my I, I'm so sad because now I don't get to bring it up. But yeah, I mean the I mean the worst thing to say right now is what the message of this this film is. But um, I mean, come on, we can't we can't get away from the fact that this is one of Tom Hanks' best performances of his entire career. Um, I mean, that's the last thing I want to do is bring up the the one male character in the film. But I mean. We have one of the most iconic lines in film. Is, Let's just say Rosie O'Donnell's never been more likable. All right. Right. <laughs> if you want a reminder of like, ugh, you know, why do we why do we listen to her? Like, watch this movie. She's really funny. She had really good chemistry with Madonna. Uh, you know, she also had this, and she was really good. And uh, she played a gorilla in Tarzan. Uh, she 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 had a she had a pretty good streak there for a couple of years. Um, I know right now it's. She hasn't really, you know, kept the hearts of America, but she used to be really freaking funny. Uh, I think we all used to be on board. Uh, but I, I don't know. Man, I could talk about this movie forever. Uh, well, yeah, there's there's no crying in baseball. That was the they, line I was going to say. It's some, one of the most iconic in film. Like, if you watch yeah. those, the montage of, like, greatest movies, it's not just sports movies. That will... Now, Matt, uh, line change question for you. Who yeah. is the Marla Hooch of the Detroit Red Wings? Hmm. So when they do the player profiles and the, the close cuts and then they zoom out for Marla Hooch. Whoa, oh, I hit her. You just want to go who's who's ugly. Who's, is it is it Bertuzzi? Is it hockey face? Yeah, I guess yeah. I, I mean I, I that was the first name that came to mind, but then I what was a like first liner. He's an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Tyler. Yeah, probably probably Tyler. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can tease him because he'd pummel both of us, you know, pretty handily at the same time. Um, uh, and he's a wonderful hockey player. He'd, so He'd make sure we look worse than what the movie <laughs> wanted us to think about Marla Hooch. Um, <laughs> and, and, of course, Gita Davis is uh, phenomenal. And uh, isn't uh, and Bill Pullman is her, is her husband? And uh, Yeah, what the heck? 
he's in that he's in that movie for a cup of coffee yeah you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I mean gina she's kind of come back with uh glow uh, playing the uh like owner of the casino that manages the the women's wrestling on netflix uh, but I, I think this was, you know, her biggest role. She was the, you know, the star catcher. She was, uh, you know, the motivator. She had her sister that she, it looked like she took the fall for and, you know, let her get the, the winning run for the other team. Yeah, that I think that was the first movie me watching as a kid where I went, wait, are the good guys don't always win? Yeah. Because I saw this before I watched Rocky 1. So <laughs> that's what a great job my parents did. And I mean that. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is this is where I learned life lessons, uh, where I was like, one day I'm going to have to let Mike win a baseball game. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, yeah, I'm the younger brother. You have to let me win. That's what Mike never learned. So I don't know why he likes this movie so much. No, I always anyway. gave you a pile driver into the dirt. A <laughs> uh, couple of great hockey films. I, I, I just... It's hard for me to pick which one I like the best, but they are they are... I love The Mighty Ducks, and it means a lot. But when I think of the best hockey films, they're, and they're t- t- on opposite sides of the spectrum for what the tone is of the film. Miracle and Goon. Oh, Goon is really good. Goon, I, I mean, Miracle, what, I mean, it takes, it takes a story that you, you, if you wrote it, you're, you're just rolling your eyes. You're like, okay, whatever. Uh, but Goon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Goon just takes hockey into the most real world I think it's ever been in. Probably as close as like Slapshot, but I, I just um Slapshot, I'm sorry, just doesn't it doesn't hold up. It it is getting old. Uh but Goon <laughs> Goon is our generation's slapshot. And it really it gives you that insight into what, you know, being a hockey player is, what the hockey world looks like. And um Gives us one of the best characters to root for who's just kind of like ho-hum about the entire experience. And I, I love that. I love the idea that he's just, he's like, he's okay with who he is. And it sends, a, that that's a great message of like, just, you know, you don't always have to be the the top scorer on the team. And and he's also got a great message of like, I'm I'm here for my team, no matter what team I'm playing for. There's just, there's so many great messages mixed into one of the most raunchy, <laughs> violent movies i've ever sports movies i've ever watched and i just you know it's it makes it almost cuter and um what is uh Bar- barenthal what's uh what's his first Jay name barenthal yeah yeah he's he's the writer and director of the film and he also acts in it um he he's a what like if you're if you want to follow someone and their career and somebody you can be happy for because he he made it and then he's got all those how to train your dragon movies like yeah that, he he writes this and that'll be a movie that that sticks with me till you know the day I I pass along and hopefully that'll be a movie I I show to my kids and my my daughter now that you know <coughs> she's gonna watch it and she'll understand my sense of humor and uh, she'll understand my love of hockey because of that and and it's makes it easier for me to to share that love and i i mean this uh like that movie's gonna make it easier for me to share my love of of hockey and of film and of humor yeah uh i will say that um honestly i know it's partially because we interviewed them but i did like goalie a lot um uh, yeah. i did kind of feel like they had a you know a real finger on the pulse of what it's like to be 
you know, a professional hockey player, especially when it was those, uh, you know, this is the, the Terry Sawchuk story, uh, you know, what it was like to basically have six jobs available and what it was, what you would sacrifice to have one of those six jobs. Yeah. Um, but I would say tonally, um, gosh, it's really hard to like not pick a comedy. And that's what I, like Mighty Ducks is, is funny. It, it is somebody who cares about hockey, but man, would you put, I know it's, I know it's mostly a golf movie, but would you put Happy Gilmore in there as it started I, out as a hockey movie? Yeah. Cause I, it definitely is one. Um, I mean, it's a sports movie, so we get to put it on this list, but I, I don't know. I, that was, it was actually one of the first movies that came to mind, but then I was kind of thinking like my favorites, but I do, I do absolutely love happy. Um, I, I just, I don't know. There's, there's always something about Adam Sandler that makes me like, I'm like, yeah, but it's an Adam Sandler movie, but then he's also (laughs) made such a huge impression on my life. I don't know why I have that point of view. Uh, This guy sucks. Like, Hey, shooter, you want to go to, uh, fuck, was it Red Lobster? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that that movie, it's the quotes are so ingrained in my brain. Like I can't even pull them away from like, it's, it's just part of my essence. That's how quotable that movie is. Well, how about the fact that you can't even go to a sporting event without seeing the, um, you know, Happy's trying to get everyone around him before he does his tee shot yeah. to, to get up. Like, that That means that it's played, you know, 82 times for th- for 30 different teams. So it's just... <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, uh, it's, it's, it's a classic. And I... So I would go my comedy that, that I love, and I think it's more because of uh, our dad loves it so much, and then we used to quote it all the time, um, is Bull Durham. Uh, I, I love Bull Durham, and it gets back to my, I, I guess I love a lot of baseball movies more than I love hockey movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nuke Lelouch is is such a goofy character. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I got warm and fuzzy feelings for it, and I... I <laughs> I don't know how you feel about Bull Durham. I, I, I think I've tried to show it to some folks over the years, and it's probably got, like, that Fast Times at Ridgemont High where it, it really doesn't hold up, but if you love the lines and you're going to sit there and quote the whole movie, then I still love it. But I don't know if it if new people coming into it are going to love it as much as I do. No, I, I, I you know, it's, it's kind of a romantic comedy, but then they disguise, yeah. a, you know, a, a bunch of kind of like you leave the movie feeling like you understand more about minor league baseball and those are my favorite kinds of movies where you you leave the movie feeling smarter like you like you know some inside stuff yeah um and you know what well, everything you learn from crash davis is is like yeah like life a, you, you would take baseball. those nuggets to the plate yeah you know? or as a pitcher you know you would you know you know you would want to listen to your catcher you know like you learn your lesson so he uh, hit the shit out of that one I want a free steak, you know, those are things that, you know, you, you take home if you're ever going to play sports. That's um, why I wear ladies lingerie every time we do a podcast so that I can get out of my head. <laughs> yeah, you got to see with your third eye. Yeah. And it, it um, also uh, brought one of the greatest real life romances is uh, Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins together. So that, <laughs> they, they spent their entire almost, well, yeah, we don't know yet, but most of their lives together. Um, and it, it's just that they had a beautiful relationship because we'd always see them so happy and then they avoided marriage and it's like oh you can just have two people together and they're happy (laughs) 
<laughs> like it doesn't always have to be wrapped around some sort of tradition and ceremony. Anyway, uh, Mike, last one on my list is the one out of all of these I most recently watched, and I just I would just watch it every now and then, and it's on Netflix right now. Is is the Natural? Uh, I think uh, it's probably not even Robert Redford's best performance, um, but for some reason I, I just love the music. I love. Every time that he makes like a huge moment for uh, for the nights, I just I don't know. It makes me smile. I'm just I I sit there and watch the TV uh, the other night, watching The Natural, just you know, glazed over, happy. Ah, <sighs> I, you know, I do I do enjoy that movie a lot. Um, but as as far as baseball movies go, I'm still a pretty big mark for Moneyball. Um, yeah, that's another good one. And it's 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 uh, how how fun is it that Chris Pratt is playing Scott Hatterberg in that movie? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a guy who couldn't run, um, and he's just you know getting on base with uh, 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 walks. Uh, I I think it's especially appealing for the Red Wings right now, just because they've had such an issue with uh, getting free agents to sign in the past couple of years. Um, that they're they're at a point right now where I, I don't know how far the, the, the Iserman impact is going to go, but you know, they might have to nickel and dime and get creative. And that's kind of what Moneyball did, uh, you know, trying to kind of find those fringe players and find value where other people's didn't, uh, uh, you know, that's kind of what Iserman's been doing with, you know, Fabry, uh, what he did when he drafted Mo Sider. I think those are definitely some Moneyball moves where, you know, you're, you're not going with, you know the the obvious choice um i don't know I, I i love the philosophy of that movie um i think it's something that uh, <laughs> i wish more detroit teams would uh, <laughs> uh start implementing here uh yeah. but it definitely at the very least it, it warmed my heart to see eiserman kind of making brave moves and it it's not just that you're making brave and risky moves but it seems like they're paying off uh so they're smart brave and risky moves you know <laughs> Uh, too often, it seems like Detroit sports teams have made, you know, Blake Griffin trades and basically torpedoed the franchise for five, six seasons. Um, <laughs> you know, the Lions giving Stafford a massive, massive mega deal, and then they don't, you know, invest anything in their defense. And then, you know, you see where they're at, or they just keep spending money on, you know, Patriots, and we'll see how that goes. But it feels like, you know, Moneyball is a movie about success when you, you don't just, you know, have a, a, an entitled free ride and a, a blank checkbook. Um, that's something Eiserman's got to work with. And so far, I, I think he's doing it. So I, I, I love watching Moneyball. Every time it's on, I'll, you know, whatever I jump in, I'll start rewatching it. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm inspired. I, I, I'm inspired. I, I think that, you know, again, I'm, I'm going to leave this point here, Matt. I, I can definitely see where its impact is on Iserman. I can see it. Well, we hope we uh, left an impact on you, everybody. Uh, so that, first of all, the, the first impact would be go over to manscaped.com and use that code THPN to get 20% off and free shipping on that lawnmower 3.0. Get it? It's clipping my balls nice and tight. Uh, but thanks for listening. We'll be back next Monday to give you some more. Uh, let's, let's see what else we can come up with, right? We talked movies today. We talked uh, figuring out how to <laughs> build tournaments around the NHL, just constant tournaments uh, like the NCAA. So let's see if we can put some of those in there. But uh, if you want to make sure you don't miss a thing, go to at HockeyPodNet uh, for uh, – uh, sorry, the Hockey Podcast Network. 
uh, to keep track of everything uh, going on in the Hockey Podcast Network and at BOD Hockey for everything uh, for this podcast. And, of course, uh, as we get closer to WrestleMania, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, at BOD Podcast and uh, BODpodcast.com to uh, keep track of our thoughts on WrestleMania. Woo! Uh, quite a controversy uh, <laughs> that the, the show's still going on and no audience, but uh, uh, we're still having fun with it. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in and uh, have have a good one. Bye. Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, find us on Twitter at BODpodcast, and of course we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States, the Brothers of Discussion are covering it, so if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody hey everybody matt from the discussion five and the brothers of discussion here to tell you about uh sweet new contest uh who doesn't like free stuff yeah come on we got a 200 cool hockey gift card ready to go just for you let me tell you how we're working with tankathon and cool hockey and here's how it works you're gonna visit tankathon.com slash nhl and click sim lottery you're going to create a 15-team sim for the NHL Draft Lottery. What I want you to do is go ahead and keep clicking Sim Lottery until you get something that you think will be the most accurate to that lottery draft day. That's right. You can pick your favorites. You can pick the one that you think is most likely to happen. And if you're like me, as a Detroit Red Wings fan, you're probably just going to keep hitting Sim Lottery until it says Red Wings have the fourth pick. So with that being said, take a screenshot of that 15-team outcome. That's the one you are going to be submitting. Post your entry and tag a friend and retweet on the post from either at HockeyPodNet, or you can go ahead and post it when the Brothers of Discussion and the Discussion 5 post it at BOD Hockey. So you'll see a poster explaining all this on our Twitter and at HockeyPodNet. But most important part here for you to qualify, you must be following at HockeyPodNet, at Tankathon, and at Cool Hockey. All entries must be submitted by April 4th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. So remember, folks, if you want that $200 Cool Hockey gift card, visit Tankathon, screenshot your 15-team outcome, and then post your official submission with the corresponding Twitter post on BOD Hockey and at HockeyPodNet. Good luck, everybody.